0: we're continuing with Mishnayis with a theme how do you learn certain halachas that are not necessarily connected to Masech the Shabbos how do you know these Halakhas not based on a pure Limud rather on a Smachta a good Raya from a Pasuk how do we know that Sheik Fazera, as the name implies it's Raya Hazria, it's viable how do you know that it's a woman three days after relations because it says in the Pasuk separate from your wives for three days and this is the reason because we want the women to be the tahara during Matan Torah. How do you know that the Shabbos and cook up hot water for, th- for a baby three days after the bris milah. It says by Shem that Shimon and Levi waited for three days after the bris When they're in pain, you see that three days after the bris, the baby's considered in those days. How do you know that the Soyer HaMeshtaleach, the one, the goat you throw off a cliff on Yom Kippur? You'd wrap a band around its neck, a red band, and another band, you tied to the cliff, and you watch the band change colors from red to white. There's a passage in Shai that says, "If your sins are red, they'll turn white like snow." How do you know that on Yom Kippur, you're not allowed to anoint yourself, you're not allowed to put oil on your body, just like you're not allowed to drink? Because the words shemen and water come in the same pasuk. This is a is whether an anonymous mishnah can be going according to two different tanoim. If you hold that a Stam Mishnah could go according to two different Tanaim, so the ratio does not go according to Rebbe Lezbun Azariah, as we're going to see soon, who holds that a woman is only Tami for two days. Our Mishnah says three days. But the same could go according to of Azariah by Mila. If you say the Mishnah has to go according to one Tana, so we have to switch the word in the ratio. instead of saying that three days you're Tama, you have to say three days you are tar. Rebbe Lezbun Azariah, as we said, says that a woman who's Poyletta is is Tmeah for two days. In other words, minimum, Two ainais, maximum four ainais. So aina is night and day, 12 hours. If the relations were at the tail end of the first day, that leaves this person with two ainais only from the second day. If it was all the way in the beginning of the day, the relations, then she has four ayinahs, two from the first day, and two 12-hour periods from the second day. Rabbi Shemal says, no, it's three days that she's tammied. Three days could maximum have three 24-hour periods, or three times 12, which is six ionice, and could have five ionice if relations were midday on the first day, or four ionice if the relation was all the way at the tail end of the first day. Now you're left with only two 24-hour periods, or four times 12. Rebecca says there's always five inos, regardless. It's exactly 60 hours from the time of the relationship until the time she's no longer tummy. So even if she had relationships a few hours into the first day, we go a few hours into the last day. It's always exactly 60 hours. According to Chachamim, it's exactly 72 hours, three full days. According to Rebekah Kiva, where do you get this five bayonets from? Five times 12. Rebekah Kiva holds, that Meishu Rabbeinu always ascended, went up to Shemayim at daybreak, and always came down at daybreak. Therefore, if Meishu Rabbeinu came down on the fourth day at daybreak, that's 12 hours into the fourth day, into Wednesday, because Wednesday starts, at Shkia, therefore, he's only left with 12 hours for Wednesday, plus another 48 hours for Thursday and Friday, a total of 60 hours. If these women went to the mikvah on Friday night, they are no—they are not completely tardy. They're considered Teful Yom. A woman has to wait until the sun goes down, but she went to the mikvah after sundown, and therefore she has to wait until the following night sundown. The problem is that Kabbalah's Torah was Shabbos morning. They were in a state of Toma. Says the Gemara, that's not a problem. You could be in the Torah in a state of Tfulyoim. However, that never happened. There was not a single woman in Qay Yisrael that was in a state of Tfulyoim. They all went to the mikveh. They were able to go before sundown on Friday. And therefore, once sundown on Friday came, they were no longer a Tfulyoim. They were completely tar. According to Rebbe Kiva, why couldn't HaGashbor give the Torah on Friday night? There was already... A 60 hour period from Wednesday morning until Friday night is 60 hours. The answer is because the Torah cannot be given at night. As it says in the who <laughs> didn't talk in secrecy, didn't give over the Torah in secrecy, wanted all the nations to see Matan Torah in broad daylight. So why couldn't Klai Yisrael go to the Mikvah on Shabbos morning? Why did they have to go Friday night? The answer is it does not make sense for some people to be going to the mikvah while others are going to Matan Torah, explains Taisvah. That if we would wait for these women to go to the mikvah, let's say it only took five minutes for them to go to the mikvah, that's five minutes of bital Torah for all of Kal that can never be replaced. The mechleikahs of how long Tumah lasts by a woman, that's only by a woman. But by a man, everybody agrees that if the zera on clothing that's moist, it's it's metama forever as long as it's moist. Gemara remains in a soffit. Is this halacha that zera only remains for three days in a state of Tumah? Is that only because this woman is Jewish and she has mitzvahs that she is stressed out about and therefore her body destroys the zera within three days? But let's say a Gaya who doesn't have these mitzvahs, maybe it lasts longer. Or perhaps a Gaya who eats shkats and remasim, her body is also able to destroy the zera in three days. Another question Gemara asks, what about an animal? The zera is an animal, perhaps it's only a human being that traps the Zerah and doesn't introduce oxygen to it, and therefore it's destroyed, but an animal that doesn't have a price, doesn't have a canal, perhaps the Zerah lasts longer. According to everybody, Clay's arrived in Sinai on Rosh Chodesh. And everybody holds that Matan Torah was given on Shabbos. Rebezi holds that Rosh Chodesh happened on Sunday, and Rabban holds that Rosh Chodesh was on Monday. According to everybody, the day they arrived in Sinai, Mishra didn't say anything to Klai Yisrael. All he said, perhaps, was, but he didn't relay anything that Kosh Baruch Hu told him to relay to Klai Yisrael, because of the strenuous situation that Klai Yisrael was, from the way. They were too tired. The following day, he told them, according to Rabbeinu, that happened on a Monday, according to Rabbanan, that happened on Tuesday. The following day, he told them the mitzvah of Hagbalah, don't come next to Har Sinai, according to Rabbi Yossi, that happened on Tuesday, according to Chachamim, that happened on Wednesday. And on the following day, he taught them about how separate from your wife, according to Rabbi Yossi, that happened on Wednesday, according to Rabboni, that happened on Thursday. So that is the and which we're going to discuss tomorrow, whether the pre of the separation, was on Wednesday, or given on Thursday, have a wonderful day.